What I thought you were talking about the bunnies. Yeah, I was. Right, the bunnies. What the fuck? No, what the fuck was that? <laughs> do the same thing to the same, but well, to the two different people. You're just there, like, hold up, wait. What's going on there? How do you ignore me at body power? Yeah, you three get me body power, you five foot three bastard. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to episode 18 of the Ramies podcast. Today we're gonna to do a quick catch up, then we're gonna go into bodybuilding rivalries after that we're <laughs> going to be going into our seasonals with the new edition of rent a girlfriend and last but not least we're going to be talking about old school anime and whether they stand the test of time but before that did anyone get up to anything interesting this week nathan absolutely nothing move on i'm, ch- I'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> no, i'm not you know no not really anything i just got the new pc i've just been tinkering with that playing a few games it looks um, good, by the way. Look really oh, cool. It's mm. fucking nice, man. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Like, I love the setup. All the frame rates are really quick. The process is amazing. Um, but other than that, no, I haven't really been up to anything interesting. Just trying to like get used to that. Uh, what about you guys, Chris? Oh, I've been doing some work in the background. So I'm talking to one musician and another lady who is a lady game composer. Interesting. So game music composer. That's really cool. Um, to see if they'll be up for being guests in a podcast. So I thought ideally it would be nice to get the game music composer because mm. Nate's into his gaming. We have a lot mm-hmm. to talk to her about. And then we could talk about anime music. <laughs> anime music, you know. Music and anime. <laughs> <laughs> anime music for another time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apart from that, not too much. I haven't been gym for a while. But first of us due to like not really, well, being a bit sick and then after this being really busy. But mm. going to be getting back this week. Today's bank holiday, so then they closed early. Oh, well, here's what it is. Nice. How about you, Mats? Uh, work's been busy recently, up until kind of this week, which is quite nice. So this week's a bit of an easier week. And then from Friday, which is my birthday. Yeah. Turning 35. Uh, yeah, turning 42. I'm taking Friday until the, f- the next, next Monday off. So I've got like a 10-day. Oh, wow break Ooh. just not to do anything specific just to do nothing to say yeah. yeah yeah to kind of like like recharge a bit and yeah mm-hmm. staycation because then all the, all the kids go the kids going back to school and for tennis coaching we always do our work in line with school terms normally so it's just nice to get a bit of a break after all the summer coaching before the mm. school term starts again sort of rest recharge and uh a couple of bits formally formally launching my nutrition coaching business which i've been putting Ooh. off for about two years but Ooh. i'm officially launching that so i'll be i'll be taking on clients and then yeah just doing a couple of stuff things for myself but could no, you, uh, nothing super exciting could you expand on that come on talk to us tell us sell it okay so I, i've always wanted to uh do nutritional coaching and get involved in nutrition for people and not only for like bodybuilders because we all know how that works it's a bit of a niche market but also yeah. every everyday life people who want to feel fitter get stronger be healthier be happier so that's why my my brand is maximum lifestyle and nutrition because it's all encompassing and it's not all about you know smashing your target 100 percent every day no days off bro because that just doesn't work for everyone um so it's about trying to create an atmosphere between myself and my clients where we trust each other and we're improving their life in general through Mm. their nutrition first and then through other 
things as well. But yeah. yeah, I'm scared. I've just been, I've, Nathan knows, I've just been scared yeah. to start. Yeah. I don't know why. I just, you know, you just don't want to get something wrong. You don't want yeah. to have a bad experience. Oh. You don't want to get it wrong, so you just don't start. And obviously, just getting super, super hench. Now it's off-season time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Winter bulk. Um, speaking of bulking, see how smooth that transition was? Before we get um, that, though. Oh, he's, he's oh. taking it away from me. <laughs> no, no. no. I nearly forgot, but I think we have to pay homage to a great actor who passed away this week. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I watched, uh, I watched a movie again last night, actually. Oh, did you? The, yeah, Link, Link Long, yeah. The only the only main difference to me, and it's the key the key thing was the whole time I was watching it, I was thinking this guy had cancer while he was filming this, mm-hmm. mm. and I was just like, I won't I won't spill spill too much on everything I think about the scenario, but the key things that I want to say with like Chadwick Boseman is that the fact that obviously he was visiting kids as well who were also going through the same thing he was, but kept it secret and was trying to be like the hero for them, but at the same time is. He had to also play a hero on screen and get in like really good shape and stuff whilst his mm. body's trying to go the other way. Mm. It's like, that says a lot about his mental fortitude as well and his, his physical like um, uh, limitations. So like all, all credit, all power to him, all credit to him. Mm. So a lot of stuff as well about people on the topic of not, not judging uh, mm. somebody when you have no idea what's going on. Mm. And people sort of in the latter stages saying, oh, why... Why is he losing weight? He looks different, blah, blah, blah. Why is he doing that? And you, you have, you've, got, you've got no right to say anything. You don't, you've got no clue what's going on. Like, yeah. regardless, of, regardless of, you know, what was actually going, he could, have been, he could have been losing weight for another reason. He could have, could have been doing a role. He could have been anything. You know, unfortunately, he was extremely ill. But you don't know what's going on. So, you know, keep, mm. keep those thoughts to yourself until you have more information because you, you just look stupid and rude and ignorant. It's, yeah, it's not great. It's not great, mm. but yeah, great, um, great actor. Do you have any um, thoughts, quips, anything you want to say? I think it's pretty much been covered. It's like he's done a lot for the culture, in my opinion. It's, mm-hmm. And it's like you said, all the things he did within the last four years whilst he had cancer. Ten films. And, Was yeah. it ten? Ten. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm a little bit lost for words, just in awe. But also, like, yeah. it's sad that he's gone as well. It made me surely live on in all the things he's done, like in the mark he's left on society as a whole. Even if to think about Black Panther as a film itself, that I think I think that was a massive film for in terms of people embracing their culture as black people and actually realizing, okay, there's something to be proud of and proud mm-hmm. about. And like, yeah, it was like I saw a big shift in a lot in a lot of people's mentalities as well from that. And it's like he played the role very well. And I'm not sure if they're going to get anyone who's going to come in to do the world justice. On that sad middle note, let's go into bodybuilding rivalries. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a funny topic, bodybuilding rivalries, because it's like in anything, if you have a rival growing up that you're going up against, that you start off at the same point and you just know that person's also going to be on, well, doing, the same, um, doing the same thing as you and you just want to keep doing better than them it pushes you to just keep going and push harder. Let's, think, um, let's, pick, let's pick the oldest, the one, the, we've got three rivalries to go through and then we can always talk about some other ones. Let's go for the oldest, well, the furthest one back. Now, these are more rivalries that we've been more aware of in our lifetime. Obviously, anything, anything sort of pre-90s mm. is, is older than us. There were more rivalries, but obviously, we're yeah, just talking about ones for, for us. So, I thought you were 45, um, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, you look good. You look good. So we've got Dorian, Dorian Yates, and mm-hmm. Sean Ray. Some stats, some stats on these two. So everyone who's listening who doesn't know who these are, you can sort of stack them in your mind. So we've got Dorian Yates, who's he was five ten and a bit. He was like two seventy five on stage. 
275 pounds. Big mm. dude. Now he won, he won six consecutive Mr. Olympias between 92 and 97. The rivalry we're stacking up so with Sean Ray, who is 5'5". Five, five, so he's, wow, more, five, he's, five. he's more than five inches shorter than Dorian. And his stage rate was about 205 to 215. Okay, let's call it 215. So he's given mm -hmm. up like 60 pounds, five inches of height and 60 pounds. And he came, this is a great stat. I didn't know this. He came top five, 12 years in a row at yeah. the Olympia, which is a joke. And he came Oops. second to Yates in 94 and in 96. Right, Nathan, as this, I don't want to say small guy. Yeah. As, as the smaller guy, um, <laughs> what do you think about that rivalry? It's basically... David and Goliath, these two, both brilliant bodybuilders, but yeah. very contrasting physiques. I, I think that's what the appeal was to it is you had this, at the time, the mass monster who was Dorian Yates. He was something that was just remarkable to look at. And when it comes to bodybuilding, I think you guys can agree is after, after a while, you kind of become numb to the physiques in a sense. A lot of them can just look very similar. And then it comes across Dorian Yates all of a sudden he shows up at the 92 Olympia. I think it was that, that was the one. And he was just, massive and what was cool about dorian as well is no one ever saw him train like that's what all the Lavroni and sean raised to say no one used to see him train no one saw videos or interviews or nothing this guy would just turn up once a year take the crown and leave <laughs> yeah. so he was that kind of enigma and i think that's that he was his appeal sean ray's appeal now from my perspective and i think other people's perspective is people gravitate gravitated towards him because he was more as like an underdog obviously being mm. smaller and with bodybuilding when it comes to, I wouldn't say inspiration, but when it comes to like, um, yeah, I'm gonna, I I'll say inspiration. It's nice mm. to see something that's, you wouldn't say it's attainable. It's not attainable, but it's more closer to the scale of attainable than it would be for Dorian. So for the smaller guy who might be 5'5 five, five or 5'6, five, you're thinking of, I want to be a bodybuilder. I, I want to like look to a physique. You're not looking towards Dorian Yates. You look at that and you think that's crazy. When you look at Sean mm. Ray and you go, that's polished, that's clean, that's that's probably something that I'm, I could maybe resemble in my own way. But Dorian is like a one in 1,000. Mm. So I think that was the appeal to Sean, uh, Sean Ray over Dorian Yates. That's what I noticed. Do you know, do you know what's funny about the whole uh, attainable, attainable thing? Obviously, mm. both, both just unattainable anyway, but yeah. Sean mm. Ray being closer. What's funny is that uh, Yates always talks about how he didn't always have brilliant genetics. Oh, yeah. Like obviously, he had the, he had the propensity to put on size but mm. like in terms of his initial shape he he was always one of like i'm gonna work my fingers to the bone until show day and there was that photo shoot i can't remember what, do you know what i think it was the 93 he, came, he won in 92 but i think he came back in 93 and looked like a different human being mm. like he looked like so much bigger and he did the photo shoot like was it four or five six weeks out is those, those black and white shots those Classic famous ones. ones and he looks ridiculous and he's ready and he he lost like another X amount of pounds because like no I'm not I'm not grainy enough and every bodybuilding commentator or person has always said you can't understand his conditioning from pictures you have to see it live and it was like a piece of granite with like cling film on it was just it was <laughs> a, a different <laughs> level of shredded and you just can't tell so like when your legs are that shredded even if they're not the prettiest shape you just think holy fuck that guy he's won it he's won it. that's it mm. hands down. But Sean, Sean Ray's physique was just a lot more, for the masses, maybe a lot more aesthetically pleasing, a balanced and mm. shapely. But I actually think mm. early Dorian, early to mid Dorian, I actually really like, I think he looked quite aesthetic. 
But his front he double, did. I quite like it. Yeah. Like, genuinely, yeah. I do. And his arms used to be really big. Before he got the injuries and the tears, his arms yeah. were like thick and like big. And I was mm. like, he looks good, like really good. He's got one of my favorite front lat spreads. Like he's got that classic front lat oh, spread yeah. where he goes in a tiptoe with his calf. The toe, and, the toe yeah, yeah. And his yeah. pecs just go like, oh, the way they just sit up top and his lats yeah. just look like a bloody kite behind him. It's ridiculous. Yeah, his, 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 lats, is, his lats are huge. Do you know Quibs, what? Who, who, do you like, who do you like between them, Quibs, before you say it? Like, between them? It's a tough one, you know. Not to win, just like, I like that physique more. Oh, I've thrown him off here. Oh, God. Do you know what? It's tough because it's like, part of me likes the aesthetics, for sure. Mm-hmm. But then another part of me likes... Do you know, it's the thing where one, when you are in the sport of bodybuilding, you develop an, appreciate, an appreciation for what Dorian Yates has done mm-hmm. and mm. sometimes sometimes i feel like as bodybuilders we are biased towards that like say the yeah. size and like the things that make you could say the, the, the impossible mm-hmm. oh yeah the yeah the harder to attain so i think for that i have to go with dorian because it's like at the time it was too much it was phenomenal but yeah I think a, good, a good way to put that is like dorian was the bodybuilder's bodybuilder sean ray yeah. was the fan's bodybuilder yeah yeah that's Probably a good way because that's what I was going to say. One thing I've clocked on from doing physique of the week is that a lot of the time the physiques I think are going to win do not end up winning because the masses are not attracted to what bodybuilders are, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think Sean Ray was he was always he was always a bit like political, he's also oh, yeah. like, Oh, the judges this, and you don't care about the athletes that he was always he was like causing problems in like athletes' meetings and. But in a good way, he would stand up for the athletes as well as himself. Yeah. He didn't care about not being liked by people. Because a lot of people in the bodybuilding industry don't like, they think he's a bit of a dick. But that doesn't take away from the fact that he's an unbelievable bodybuilder. Sean, mate, if you're listening, I don't think you're a dick. I've never met you, mate. Right? I think you're <laughs> a good guy. You, you met him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met him. Well, Where'd you meet him? Bri- I briefly met him at Body Power and he like, ignored mm. me and I was like, oh. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, that just plays into yeah, the I was like, so I was like, I was like, tiny, I love you. I was like, yeah, tiny yeah, pint yeah. size, <laughs> tiny pint size Nate, probably like 60 cent kilos. So I was like, sorry, you're my favorite bodybuilder. He's basically the same person. He just like walked off. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I memorized your posing routine. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But before we move on, though, I, I, my, my final thing I want to say, because obviously we're talking about rivalries and obviously these two going out for the Olympias. There was um, a couple incidents where it was questionable with Dorian winning over Ray. And one of them being the 1994 Olympia where Dorian had a torn left bicep, which was very, very visible in poses. And it's all down to the judges, obviously, but it's subjective. But that was one of the ones where it's very visible. And I always say this, like, you can have the amazing physique. You can look the best backstage. And I said this to Max as well. But when you're on stage, if you can't show that off, it means nothing. Mm. like there could be someone backstage with a better uh, a physique half of yours but if you go next to each other and they they pose better than you and they show it off better than you they can appear better than you mm. and i thought they gave dorian the benefit of doubt because they're like we know dorian's better we know dorian's bigger we know he's grainy but the poses were, were naff but they gave him the benefit of doubt and they gave him the win that's probably the angle i saw it and probably sean ray saw it me being a fanboy of him but i'm uh, gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. counter being a dorian fanboy. Uh, this is to both of you Boy. So you've got, you've got a bodybuilder. Let's just use the exact example. We've got a polished Sean Ray. We've got a polished mm-hmm. Dorian Yates, but Dorian Yates has got a terrible bicep tear. Very, mm-hmm. very visible. Let's take a pose. Front, front double by. Let's just say, normally, Dorian would beat him in the front double by. Let's just say that. Yeah. Okay? But now you've got this muscle that's torn and it's throwing off the look. 
are mm-hmm. you judging that on an entire view, like what it looks like on the whole? Or are you saying he's got 21 muscles that look good and he's got <laughs> 20 muscles that look good because he's got the, the bicep tear? Or are you looking at it as a whole? Because if you think about the left bicep being one body part, you yeah. think it, that would be silly to lose a show just because you're, you've got a damaged one body part. But then you could say it's ruining all eight mandatory poses. Yeah, it depends so on how much pain, are you looking at yeah. that. It, it, it literally depends how it looks like from what I remember from the pictures, it was, it wasn't just his bias. It was the fact that he looked visibly in pain. So it, it affected his whole, yeah. all his poses in a sense yeah. where he couldn't tense his whole body or hold his poses as comfortable as he could. Yeah. And if you're doing that on stage, it's like, like you, are you making, I mean, he is making the effort, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Cribs, what do you reckon? Are you, you, are you penalising for that one body part or the overall look is, is enough for you? Do you know what's mad? I, <laughs> I missed like probably 60% of what you said because my internet connection was oh. kept cutting up. So oh, I'm sitting there thinking, <laughs> catching, catching this stuff. But I would have to say, I, from what I've heard, I agree with what Nita said in the sense that mm-hmm. like, you know, even if you, for example, if you have like a lower back injury and it's stopping you from doing certain poses properly, it takes away from the whole package. And usually when it comes to the top three or the top two in um, Mr. Olympia competitions, most times it's very close as to number one, number two. And like they pick it on the most finite of details. Mm-hmm. So then if you've got a torn bicep, you would think that that would take away from someone who has come with a more complete package. And like they are, they're presenting their package to the best of their ability and their presentation yours that makes sense i think not i think 96 i feel like 96 was a bit or was it 97 i've got it here. it was uh um, was it was it also top, 97 top, that he should have? yeah the left bicep was 94 97 was the, the try 97 right. was worse it was his tricep his whole arm was smaller yeah he had a blocky waist his condition wasn't good but nasa came second that's the one yeah. where everyone said nasa should have won yeah i think even though you know i'm sucking off dorian i think nasa or somebody should have beaten him oh yeah in that, that show yeah, yeah. because he was just as huge, if not, he was, I think he was actually bigger. That was his best look he's as bigger, well. He he's a bigger bodybuilder and he looked really good. And uh, Nasser was always like, oh, he's only winning because he's got a back, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Uh, but yeah, his, his arm did look, like, was it his left tricep? Uh, I've got, uh, don't, uh, as it said, uh, it's just- Because I think it might tricep. have been his left tricep and his left bicep weren't big yeah. and his whole arm looked tiny. Yeah. But yeah, I reckon that one was even more of a case mm. than the 94 one. Yeah, before we move on to the rivalry, just quickly, uh, Dorian or Dorian or Sean Ray, go around. Dorian, I'm gonna flip and say Sean, even <laughs> if it wasn't liked. I think I'm, I want to go back to the states and say Sean. Fanboy, I, I say Sean, but my my judge's like kind of head bodybuilder head says obviously Dorian was the better bodybuilder. Well, hmm. yeah, I, I like. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. So which one? You, which one are you picking? Then you just said both. He's picking ah, both. Sean Ray. Sean Ray. Oh, oh damn it! I lost. Well, fuck you guys, because Dorian's got six Olympias. <laughs> it's, not all, it's not always about the Olympias, though. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> That's all it's about. No one cares. Because <laughs> I can't remember right, his name. He's the bodybuilder who had his leg amputated last year. Flex Wheeler. Flex Wheeler. Yeah. He, in my opinion, had one of the best physiques ever, but he's never had an Olympia. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, and he kept losing to Ronnie as well. He lost yeah. to a certain someone, which I assume... Is the next one we're going to be talking about? Yep. Yeah, we're going to go. We're going to go for the king, big, big Ronnie, big Ronnie C. Hey, Ronnie buddy. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing but a beat up. 
and uh, Jay, Jay Cutler. So stats, so people know. These are slightly closer to judge compared to the last ones. So Ronnie's 5'11", and his stage weight was 285 to 300. One year he was just huge. And then we've got, we've got Jay, 5'10", slightly shorter, 260 to 270. So a tiny bit bit a little bit lighter, but these are two big guys. Ronnie, probably mm. one of the biggest ever. So Ronnie, Ronnie won eight titles, 98 to 05. And Jay, although this is a great rivalry, Jay also won four titles, 06, 07. He lost in 08 to the Blade, Dexter Jackson. Came back and won 09 and 10. Only bodybuilder to lose and come back and win, mm. which is interesting. Um, mm. But more importantly, he, he lost to Coleman. Came second in 01, 03, 04 and 05. So it's a big big rivalry and obviously then Jay beat him the following year and then the year after Ronnie came like third in like 07 or something and retired right quibs Ronnie v Jay what do you think I think each time I look at the comparisons I have to give it to Ronnie I might be a bit biased but for me each time I see I see Ronnie Coleman winning just yeah, just, a, just an overall view or like the specific shots like bam 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 overall yeah I would say Nate you seem like you're about to counter no, I was gonna say every I just every time you see the uh, comparison shots, like his poses, he just he's the one bodybuilder that no matter how many times I see the photos, I just get blown away, man. Mm. Like, I could see the same pictures over and over again. I'm just like it's like you know when like normal people see bodybuilders, like a normal pro bodybuilder, and for them it's like unfamable. It's just like alien to them. They're like that's mm. gross. It's like borderline gross, like unbelievable out of this world. Ronnie is that to pro body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, he just sets the bar like so high. And you're looking mm. at like, that's just like, you, you don't even begin to think that you could ever get anything close to that. Like even the best of the best mm. pro bodybuilders, they couldn't even think. Uh, wasn't there one year where he came in both big and conditioned at the same time? So, I, oh, I think it's 03. So basically people say his best looks were like either 9899 or 03. Yeah, nice. And 03, he was mm. just huge and shredded. 99, mm. he was like shredded, but slightly. We say smaller, 285. <laughs> it's not exactly small, is it? No. But smaller for him. He still had like yeah. a really good uh, tapered waist, but then his lats were 18 feet wide. But like 03 was when he was like gigantic and rock hard. Take, take that, Ronnie, right? The big shredded one, and take mm -hmm. 09J. So the year that Jay came back, the year mm. of the famous quad stomp picture. Yeah. Mm. Jay, Jay was untouchable. Like you could get a penny and you could put it in the grooves in his quads, right? <laughs> he was big he was big you're taking the best of both and obviously those two versions didn't compete against each other which is a shame because mm. they were slightly overlapping the wrong way but who who wins that because that's probably a talked about rivalry because they're made they're not we can never know you can I mean i'm not i don't I'm know not saying jay's gonna win i'm just saying that's the best version it, of both yeah it's it's debatable but for, for, <laughs> if prime ronnie just is just it's just such it's so easy such an easy answer yeah, get yeah, to anything else, man. Prime Ronnie, and all the other years, like it's up, up for it, of course. Jay, Jay mm -hmm. can take him for it. Which I wanted to ask is, um, wasn't there one year where Jay lost to Ronnie, and the next year he took a year off? Yeah, and, and Ronnie was off his yeah. game, and he yeah. regretted that he took his year off because he would yeah. most likely won that. It was, won that. What it, was, was that? it was it was um, it was 02, and the reason it was 02 because he took 02 off, mm. and what Coleman was well shit but the worst Coleman still won because yeah. there was no one else to beat and then obviously came back in 2003 and that's when Ronnie came back and was absolutely ridiculous oh. and the cut was like what are you doing <laughs> like give me a break <laughs> do you mind I could have won last year fuck you yeah. but he comes back and he was just atrocious he was just like ridiculous he was on another planet 
if I had to say who I think is better, I would, I would still, I would pull for Jay, but I'd, I'd still say Ronnie yeah. was, Ronnie's the king. Ronnie's better. He's beating him in, in most of the shots. Mm. I, I do like, the more <clears throat> I should listen to an interview with, with Jay Cutler the other day, just looking at his pictures, I, I appreciate his physique more and more every time I look at it. So I used to think it wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't good because he, his back's always been a bit suspect to me. It was big, but it wasn't like detailed in the way that I wanted it to be. But yeah, I actually do quite like it. He's so wide. We know when you see body was in the gym training, like when he used to have a vest on training, like chest and shoulders, it mm. looks like he was about to pop. Yeah. Like, just, ri- yeah, ridiculous. I, th- I think the last thing I'll say about Ronnie and Jay is uh, I think Jay doesn't get enough credit in like the bodybuilding hall of fame. Cause it's kind of like, it's kind of really well known that Ronnie's probably the undisputed greatest bodybuilder of all time. A lot of people have him as number one. Mm-hmm. But then when people go for number two, number three, they immediately think of, okay, who's also won a lot of Olympias? Oh, Dorian or Phil. But then they forget, hold on, who was finishing second and pushing this yeah. guy to the finish line every damn time? Yeah. It was Jay Cutler. Yeah. So like, I've got a lot of credit, like a lot of love for Phil Heath and the rest of them, the Dorian, the guys that have won a lot of Olympias, Lee Haney. But I think Jay is really up there in, like, in the top three shout for greatest bodybuilders of all time because that was the guy who pushed Ronnie to his best. Well, if you take, if you take Ronnie out, Jay would have won automatically he would have won four more because he came second four times plus the four he won mm. and, if, and if he doesn't take oh two off he wins another one he's on nine mm. so you know he, he would be on a lot as well so yeah i think you're right that's a good a good observation well done nathan thank you you're very welcome, Mr. Norman. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so we all, we all went with ronnie there that's fair enough round three a bit more of a modern one this is probably more our prime bodybuilding careers so far as in us us guys yeah phil phil the gift heath is it is it Kai the Predator Green? Is that his, yeah, is that his Kai, moniker? Yeah. 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 Um, so Phil Heath, which goes stats. So 5'9", between 240, 250. So slightly lighter than the other guys. But he looks way bigger. And then we've got Kai Green, 5'8". A little bit shorter. Now the stats on Kai Green vary quite a lot, depending on what source you go to. So I've got mm. competitive weight between 250 and 285, which I can kind of see because he is freakishly big in the back and the legs. Yeah. Um, so a little bit shorter and a little bit heavier, which you can see on stage. He does have that hanging muscle a bit. More. Phil Heath won seven in a row, 2010 to 2017. Kai Green has never won one, and he came second to Phil in 12, 13, and 14. Now, after that, Kai Green took a couple of years break and then came back in 2016. He won three, won three Arnold Classic titles in 2016 and then basically retired from competitive bodybuilding as far as we're, as we're concerned. He's not been back on stage since. And now it's 2020. Will he come back? Who knows? He's still ridiculously big and he's always in shape. But I don't think he's that interested in competing anymore. But as a rivalry, this one was the most fun to watch on stage because mm. they're always like literally barging each other. The press conferences, they're just talking shit all the time. They're always barging each other on the stage. There's like a lot of crowd hype. Everyone wanted, everyone hated Phil. Yeah, I know. Phil the, I Phil the gift. That. He's been given everything. Doesn't train hard. He's an arsehole. He's arrogant. And then Kai Green, oh, he's the... He's the working bodybuilder, lives in his little flat, mm. cooks his own mm. food, gets his subway to the, the gym. Probably Everyone's like, like go on the underdog. It's like, yeah. it's like an anime, wasn't it? Like, exactly. You've got the villain, yeah. you've got, you got the protagonist, like yeah. the underdog. And uh, I think some people are still bitter. I think so is Kai, really. That he, oh, never, yeah. he never beat him. And I remember one that press conference, uh, I think oh, it was yeah. Bob, Bob, Bob Chick was like, uh, Kai, what name three things you think are going to help you beat Phil this year? And he's like, oh, um, I got, I got, four, I got 30 pounds on him from the back. 
I got better legs and I'm more con- something like that, more conditioned. And then he goes yeah. to the field. He's like, oh, what are you gonna? He's like, twenty. Like, yeah, I love 2011, it. Twenty eleven, twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. And he's like, oh. <laughs> So it was really competitive, but they always seem, I don't know about you guys, there seems to be genuine animosity between them on and off stage and on media, which makes it more exciting. What do you guys mm. think about their right, not their physiques, but just their rivalry? In terms of the rivalry, I reckon it actually is legit. It's not some of this fake beef we see on, on the socials nowadays, and like between, you can say, rappers, between reality TV stars, etc., etc. Their beef was legit beef, where it, was, it came to the point where they needed fist on stage mm-hmm. yeah and like yeah when it happens like that and like they kind of they still take digs at each other but i think the thing i like about them is that they haven't blocked each other yet on socials <laughs> <laughs> you would think of all their beef they would have got to the point where they're like yeah forget you i don't need you in my life anymore like they secretly want to know what's going they trained you know what's really cool is because obviously body powers in england they trained yeah. to get for the first time they trained together and it was in england it was um it was at uh the bodybuilding gym in birmingham it was during body yeah. power and that was huge press for everyone because like, oh my god kai and phil training together so, is that mm. is that emporium gym no but I made yeah that emporium emporium yeah 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 i feel like they've been they've been able to get to the point where they're like okay if you need to help each other, we will. Like, I think if you need to, if you need a spot, I'll give you a spot. But I'm not going to be calling you to <laughs> <laughs> have any sort of discussion like that. Like, we're st- we still have beef. So, yeah. So, in terms of rivalries, I reckon that's probably one of the biggest mm. in bodybuilding. We may be a bit biased because it's one of our time. Yeah. But from, when you see that, like, a stage stepping up to each other and all sorts like that, mm. I think you have to give it to them and I'd be like, yeah, rivalry alone, that pushes you to that. But if you were to get to the point of physique-wise, I reckon Kai Green's back beats Phil, um, Phil He's back. Ooh. Wow. That's a, that's a very interesting statement. Now, the back shots for Kai Green. I reckon if, if you go according to the thing <laughs> that shows the one for the back, from the back, Phil has a crazy back. But in my opinion, I reckon Kai Green has a better back. I think there's two categories of like amazing bodybuilder backs. You've got the freaky backs, and yeah. then you just have the... like best all-round backs i think ronnie and kai fit the same category where it's like unbelievably freaky like unreal backs and but phil he had the bloody cobra back man like with the cobra eyes on it man he had the 3d back that's why it was called phil 3d the gift heath it was like it came at you man and what i really love about his back as well is that was his weakness as well when he first came onto the scene on a pro scene and he went and then polished it and it was just nah man phil phil's back man it's just yeah, I love it. It's probably one of my favorite backs. I also think that shows one from the back can be a misleading phrase because the mm. back, the back always has your glutes and your hamstrings and your calves. Mm. And I think the overall head to toe backside shot from Phil is kind of unrivaled in all of bodybuilding. I, can, I don't yeah. think there's a, I don't think there's a full shot head to toe where you could. If you look at it from perfection and go backwards, because it's hard to give people props and go up because loads of people have got loads of uh, great things on their back. Let's take a perfect mm. back double buy and then take points away. I don't think you could take less points away from anyone else. I think out of 100, what are you taking off? Nothing. Mm. You know? So I just think that although Kai's got that freaky back, and Nathan said it with a low hanging latch, it's just huge. I just think the, mm. the anatomical shapes, like symmetry, perfection, condition, 3D, the proportion, waist, and mm. then glutes, and a habit. It's just kind of, yeah. Mm. I just think you're wrong, Quibs, unfortunately. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Interesting, interesting. I feel like pe- the people are going to be on your side because 
not many people like the you can like Nate was saying like the monster backs. Yeah. What yeah. about from the front? What about from the front? Did we discuss the back? From the front, I'll say Phil wins. If I was to be totally honest with you, Dougie. I reckon it's Kai from the back and Phil from the front. It seems like Nate disagrees. No, I'm, I'm picturing ahead and I'm thinking like, yeah, it's so weird because I feel like Phil from the front, not most muscular Phil wins all day, but like whenever mm. he's got, whenever he has to kind of open up, open, open up his, yeah, open he looks cases, he, he's terrible. Like he's because yeah. of his clavicles, like he's front double by, I say terrible, man, he's amazing. But I'm talking about like standards. Like if you've got like Kai Green's front double bow, especially his more recent one, like unreal. And his front lat spread, Kai Green, very, very good. But I think they're the only two shots that he beats Phil though. Yeah, they're the only two. Other than that, like Phil, Phil has probably one of, if not the best, most muscular of all time. And one of, if yeah. not the best, like one of the best rear double back buys and rear lat spreads, yeah. in my opinion. His front, his front lat spread looks a bit awkward. Yeah. Like he doesn't quite know how to pose it. I don't know why. Too much And then his front double buy shows you his general lack of natural width in his shoulders uh, even though he's made the width with his delts but then his delts get hidden because they're from they that go to the back but i i like his i like his side tricep i like his side chest because you just his arms and chest and delts are overwhelming but yeah his his over also his his abs and thigh isn't perfect mm. um but then i think that kai's abs and thigh they're both they're just <laughs> most, different they're just, yeah, most modern modern bodybuilders don't really have really good abs yeah you said yeah i know you said that before i i tend to agree they all look a bit yeah like, pick the best bun, bad bunch yeah i think physique wise i'd go i i have to go phil but i do love how crazy kai's physique is yeah I, like, it I'd, just looks I'd, wacky like it's crazy i I'd, 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 I'd agree i'd go for phil um, but I really appreciate Kai's physique. I think the only thing I let down Kai, I remember watching at Olympias, is he just, he looked great, but I just didn't like his proportions. Mm. But, but then there was also a thing that he, he can never train for, and it's his genetics, is the, is the shape of his muscle bellies. Like the shape of his pecs and the shape of his lats and the proportion to that, to his, and his biceps and forearms. He can put as much muscle as he wants, but they, they, the way they fill out, they have this kind of like, I can put it like this flat groove rectangle shape to them, especially his mm. forearms and his pecs that he will, will never look as good as if you're going up against a 3D bubbly looking full heave. Yeah. That's one of my, th- my things I used to say about him. But yeah, that's my last thing I'd say on that. So Quibbs, Heath or Green, who would you go for? It's a tough one. I would say overall, I would say Heath slightly tips it over Kai. So what, what we need to happen now... Heath over Kai, you know, Heath of Green, my bad. But <laughs> it's close. I asked yeah. you another day. I could give you another answer, but yeah, that's a good we, point. Yeah. We need to get uh, we need to get Ray, Ray, Ronnie, and uh, Heath in a ring, and then we can decide who's the best out of those ones. Well, we can say it now. We're going quickly. Like, what is well, your, your head say? Got, what is your head an, say? I've got an honourable mention that I wanted to throw into that that little threesome to make it a foursome. We so so someone who again, like you said about Jay Cutler, doesn't get as much accolades as you probably should do. Dexter Jackson has been competing for like twenty eight years as a pro. 5'6", 215 pounds. So kind of a similar weight and height to Sean Ray. A little bit taller. He's got the most ever IFBB Pro wins. He's got like 29 wins, which is ridiculous. And he's one of the oldest men to win a show. He won one last year. And I think he was like either 48 or 49. Do you know that Albert Beckles won a show when he was 61? A pro show. Jesus. When he was 61. Mental. Um, And he's also been top nine in the Olympia the 19 times in a row that he's competed. 19 times. He missed like two thousand. He missed one year. He didn't compete, but the rest of the time he's been top nine. Ridiculous, and he's won it. Now this guy mm. is probably the most consistent bodybuilder ever. Now this guy yeah. always shredded, super consistent, pretty decent shape. I'm not a huge fan of his abs, but that's not his own fault. 
They're a bit of a funny shape. <laughs> yeah. But if we chuck if we chuck him in there as well, and they're having a a fight, who's who's coming out on top there? Maybe not a fight because I reckon. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, whoever knows. I reckon Ray. I reckon Ray's scrappy, but Coleman's just so big. See, I think Ray's like a Ray's like a little chihuahua. He's probably got all talk, but <laughs> no bite. Hopefully, he's not listening. Andrew, ignore me, a body power. You know? <laughs> yeah, you get ignore me, body power. You five foot three bastard. Mm. <laughs> I love the way he's lost mm, two inches there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that's quite funny. Boy. Well, we 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 got it. No, we, we the three the three winners of those rounds. Yeah. So. Oh crap! Sorry. So it's so we've got so Phil, Ray, Ron- Ray, Ronnie, and oh. and Heath. Ronnie, mm. Phil, and then loads of space, and then Ray. <laughs> oh, Dexter. Mm. <laughs> Do you think Dexter oh. beats Ray? That's quite a good no. one. No. no. Okay. No. 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 <laughs> I think people pity Jackson, man, just because he's done it for years. Everyone goes, pity oh, him? Yeah, oh, 29 pro wins. Oh, he's nearly 50. He's done loads of Olympias. Oh, he's so... He's 50. That's what they... Please, man. Yeah. It's just because he's been in the game for this year, No, this year, just, this year is his last year. I think he said that. He's, he's oh, he said that like five years in a row, man. No, but he's 50 now. And he's, he's got the records. He's, hey, he's going to come back at 55. Watch. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. I think he's like top four. Ever. <laughs> Get him out of that ring, man. Don't blow him out of the ring. Get him out. I reckon he could do some damage to that ring. Yeah, he, 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 he doesn't get injured, though. That's, that's, that's a good thing. He could fight. No injuries. But yeah, no, that's, my, that's my order. That's my order anyway. Sorry. Yeah, I'd say mm. Ronnie, Ronnie Heath, Ray. No. Mm. In terms of how Ronnie Heath, Ray Dexter. Those I think you put De- I'm still annoyed. You put Dexter in it. You didn't even put him up against anyone. It's like, yeah, let's just put him in there. Like, he's, <laughs> because he's, he had to go because against he's, someone, he's, right? been up, he's been up against everyone in 20 years at the Empire. He's seen everyone. He's the, proverbial, he's the proverbial bridesmaid. And then one time he was like, yeah, to win woohoo and then never again mm. all right cribs what about you i think ronnie Phil, ray yeah huh? Fair enough. yeah but at the same time i feel like it's a bit unfair we all know that the pictures and then having them on stage up against each other are mm. two different things mm. like for example how many people have you both have you all seen like you see good pictures of them on their socials and that then you go and see them about body power you're like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. is that the mm. same person you know what i'm saying so it's a tough one, but for, based on what I've seen, yeah, that's the order I have to give. So the crown stays with the king himself. Yeah, you we can't, we can't uncrown him. Seasonal talk? Let's do it. Let's go. Who wants anything, to jump in? Yeah, anything of note that you guys want to talk about first? What's on the tip of your tongue that you've watched? Uh, ReZero? Should we do it now? Because you just watched it. Yeah. Now, were you talking about... Equibs, uh, you up to date? We're <laughs> yes. up to date. Were you... Okay, when I saw you say that in the chat... <laughs> What I thought you were talking about the bunnies. Yeah, I was. Right, the bunnies. What, that? what the fuck? What the fuck was that? <laughs> I was I'm disgusting. I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking, oh yeah, I'm like, kind of like half watching it, I'm like dazing, and I just see the bloody his hand comes off and his foot. I'm like, whoa, hold on. Did and you think it was a cute bunny. bunny to begin with? I thought, oh, a cute little yeah, bunny. Yeah, yeah, cute little thinking, bunny. Why does a bunny have a horn? <laughs> yeah, unicorn bunny. <laughs> Chris has gone. Yeah, Chris is gone. Like he's running away already. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. smart. <laughs> but and then like and then there more of them showed up and then it was like a massive horde of them and I'm just like the only thing that came up to my mind was oh my god he has to go through this pain and yeah. I think the the worst thing about it is when he dies he still remembers what that pain felt like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. he's like yeah, he's yeah. not dead and gone like he knows what that felt like so I'm just like bless him man <laughs> he's going also, that, looked, that looked really painful as well like the screaming and the blood everywhere yeah. and that final rabbit at the end on the face <clears throat> yeah yeah. I was like, oh god, that's that was that was. I wrote down a oh. uh, brutal rabbit death. What the fuck? So, 
that's <laughs> my comments on that. Yeah, my 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 things that from the episode that I got was you had that bit. You had a bit with is it Garth when he bloody he killed uh, mm. our boy. He called yeah, he killed Otto. Our, he killed our best boy. Otto, yeah. Otto, yeah, got, got yeah, slapped yeah. up, just gone. Yeah, I, I was like, what? And Did anybody notice uh, that Garth slash Garfield looks very much like Garfield when he's a big animal? Because um, I mean, Garfield is a ginger cat. He turned into a big tiger thing. It's basically the same thing. Surely the animators seen that and just taken a D off his name, changed him into Garfield. Nah. I'm going to sue him. I mean, that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, it's a bit of a stretch. I I reckon. I don't know what Garfield used watching as a kid. I'm going to write to him. But he couldn't copy it exactly. You know, when you copy your friend's answer, you change the words around in different order. That's basically what he did. So... I'd say I'll be, I'm on it. I'm on. I'm onto him. I'm watching. I'm watching out for more similarities. Okay. Um, what else happened? I like the ending. I, I oh, really yeah, like. Yeah. I really like um, character moments with Subaru, just because he's one of them people that he just he has this really bubbly uh, personality of his, and he has so much crap happen to him. So I really mm. love that he has these moments where he can kind of like get his emotions out. It kind of goes like the whole toxic masculinity thing with men, and then mm. trying to keep their emotions in check and look like a certain thing on the exterior but the interior yeah. to keep it, the bottling things inside so i love it when he has those moments so he finally got to be able to tell someone that he returns by death and you can see how much of like um a relief it was to get off his chest i like, constantly say yeah. it to um what was i was saying she just sloughed one oh which of etch i don't know man i don't know the witch of greed yeah we call it witch of greed but no, on that note, yeah, it was nice for him to kind of get off his chest. And I, I really appreciate those character moments with Subaru because it, it feels like a good payoff. Yeah. Imagine looking forward to the next episode because of that. Because mm. it's the whole time, like, when he was able to see it first, I'm like, wait, what's going on here? And then he said it the second time, I'm like, huh? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Are you guys getting a little, occasionally getting a little bit confused on, about who's on what side? Because we've had so oh, many totally. return by deaths. I'm oh, now God, getting yeah. confused about who's good and bad and are there more than two sides and yeah. well you're a prick but are you a prick i don't know what's going on anymore yeah i'm totally like kind oh of... and b b's not bad apparently she's that's not a gospel oh, that's, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's her future basically her future diary um can we trust yeah. Oswald? that's the question mm. i think yes long term so i'm not too sure if we can actually trust Oswald because if you if you look back i think to season one he said he wanted to kill the dragon king or the dragon in charge of the, the dragon on the top. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they don't know if he's a king or ever right now. And so far, we don't know anything about this dragon character in anime. Because apart from that and a few other things, not much has been said. And like, due to that, and kind of like the shading that's surrounding this character so far, mm. I'm not sure if we can actually trust Roswell or not. Because his whole thing about setting the. He was the one that got the witch's cult to go into the mansion. And that's why I'm imagining like some stuff, no? Yeah, he set he set and, some stuff up so that it would play yeah. out a certain way in his favor, mm. knowing that it could cause some casualties. Yeah, but like he's not sure that media is going to survive those things. It's like he's saying that, but at the same time, it's as you don't know where his mind is at the moment. So at the moment, I'll, for that reason, I don't know if he can actually trust what was or has to say and take mm. as gospel as of yet. I think he's, he needs to prove himself or we can actually say yay or nay. I trust him. He's too calm to be a bad guy. That's the whole point. He's calm. Yeah, I reckon he's calm. He's... He right, looks I'm... like a clown. All right, I'm calling it. I'm we calling don't... it in episode 18. He's going to be 
as in our podcast. He's going to be good. Come back to He's going to be on a podcast. We're getting him on. We're getting him on, we're yeah, getting so. him on a podcast. Yeah. We're going to get. We're going to get. We're going to get him and Hisoka on. Both got the same character <laughs> design. And we're going to ask yeah. him what he good or bad. Yeah. No, fair enough. Uh, let's talk about God of High School. Did you guys watch God of High School? Yeah. Ooh, that episode. Talk to me. Ooh, okay. So first of all, we have Jin and what we thought was his grandfather mm. in um, Chains. But end up being some next person from, is it Knox? Knox, I think, yeah. 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 Who has, what's the, what's the name of the power again? Doppelganger. Oh, Doppelganger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. His yeah. And so now Jin is able to awaken a power within himself from that. And like the scene that got me gassed the most, <laughs> yeah, was where Jin is beating up the guy in the ring, but also beating up the doppelganger guy. And yeah. side by side. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. good. Split screen. Cause like, yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't even so know where good. to put I'm like, wait, where am I? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> it was like doing the same thing to the same, well, to two different people. You're just there like, hold up, wait. What's going on there? Like, there's a whole load that happened in that episode. And like, I think what I like about God of High School as an anime is that they're able to pack so much meaningful content mm. into a, what, 23, 24 minute episode. Mm-hmm. But I allow you guys to cover the others. That's, that's, the, that's the reason why it's leagues above Tower of God. Because they didn't, pa- <laughs> they didn't, I'm just saying, you know. You love mentioning it all the time. They didn't, they didn't yeah. pack the episodes and it got dull and lackluster and, God of High School doesn't do that. Every every minute is used for something. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like anti-filler. It's like super canon. <laughs> super it's like, canon. It's super canon. That's, what, that's the kind canon. of canon. Yeah, that's the, that's the kind of anime you want to watch. Super canon. And uh, I just want to mention the, <laughs> the, the three guys I come up against from the... Um, uh, was it not, not uh, Jeju? No, which team they fight? I forget the name of the team. The Jeju, but... Is it like Jeju Island? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They fight like the fight a free guy. You think it's these three like sick guys and it's actually not them. They've been yeah. made. They've been people on person. The, the real people are actually dead. And yeah. the guy comes out, he takes off his cloak. And he's oh, got God, yeah. he looked, I thought he like body body yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's got yeah, little yeah, yeah. he little pants. I thought he had the tanning goggles. You know the little tanning goggles when you go UV yeah. tan better. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, those. Yeah. They were like they yeah. were swimming yeah. goggles. And, and, and he's all slippery. Yeah. And she kept hitting it with a wooden stick. And he's like, shoop. And he's like, ha I can't hit me. It reminded me of a um, greased up deaf guy from Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like he was going to shout and they were like, you're never going to hit me. And it was all just slipping oh. off. So that was mm-hmm. quite funny. And then um, she awakened the power, the chariot. Yeah, she got it. That was my favorite. Yeah. Became the owner, like the right, rightful owner of the sword. And then she just yeah. fucked it up. That was, that was pretty cool. And you felt good for her because you felt mm-hmm. like she was maybe lacking in power. Mm-hmm. Also, the whole thing about like girls and boys in the team. And you always yeah. feel like the boys are a bit more powerful, but I like the fact that she's now super powerful, which yeah, is good. Cool. Which is cool. No, actually, she's actually the first of the three to get that power. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So now she's, she's kind of ahead. And then, but then at the end of the episode, Jin came in and he's got his own version. He's making up his original one, original two combos. And he's getting mm-hmm. these yeah. blue dragons coming out. Did any of you guys um, recognize, you know, in days in the toilet and he's fighting a girl in the yellow jumpsuit? Oh, God. Yellow jumpsuit, blonde hair. She yeah. looked a lot. Kill Bill. See, no, I didn't get that. I got, I got a like a, a feminine Bruce Lee look vibe from her because she has okay, in the yeah. high in the highlight in the highlight video when it shows yeah. her team. She's got nunchucks. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I got, I got like a feminine Bruce Lee vibe from her. So far, we have got kill Bruce. Yeah, kill Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bruce Bill. What Bruce Bill? 
Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Okay, I've got another movie reference. Have any of you guys seen the film Snatch? Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. You know when Brad Brad Pitt gets punched in the ring, and when he hits the thing, he hits the oh. canvas. He goes into the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. when Mira when Mira got hit and she went into the yeah. water, she went in flat, like lying mm. back flat. It was like an yeah. identical scene. Yeah. I might do it for our scene of the week. I'll like screenshot them both together. It's kind of cool. cool. Lazy animation. Get your own scenes. Come on. <laughs> Make it up yourself. No, I'm joking. It was actually, it was really good. Um, yeah, very, very good episode. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Well, keep keep it standard up. Like that, this is good. I said quite a few, I said, yeah, I like that. But before that, I said quite a few anime, but also quite a few films and have that kind of theme. It's like when the character goes into another space. So we had it with Bam in um, Tower of God, where he went to go and um, face the administrator for the floor. Mm. He went into this kind of other space, yeah. let's say Wutui, et cetera, et cetera. You have in Naruto a lot of the time where he goes to, um, is it Kuruma? Like whenever he's going to the Nine Tails Forts and he's talking to him, it's kind of like he enters this kind of other space. Spoilers. Press, you have, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, joking. Really, really I'm joking. Really. I'm joking. I'm joking. You can remember I'm anything, I'm Max. I'm joking. Yeah. And I'm also never going to watch it. But I do get what you mean, though. Yeah. Mm. But it's used, it's used as a kind of like theme in a lot of things. Um, Fire Force. Fire Force. Oh, jinx, Ooh. double jinx, lock jinx. Oh, what, where to start? Let's go. Uh, I'm going to go for the stupid stuff. Arthur knew what he knew pie. He'd learnt pie because he is a knight of the round table. And a what circle, and, and a circle is round, and therefore I learned to because it's a circle and has no idea what it is. I was like, "You're just you're so you're so stupid. You're so dumb. Like you're literally in your own fantasy world. What are you, what are you doing?" But at the same time, though, guys are joking. It's interesting. Got to draw like a bigger point here. How much of the stuff that we learn in school and all that kind of stuff do you actually know the actual purpose of? An application of well, I know the quadratic equation, but I don't see how that's particularly useful for me, you know. Yeah, so it could be an equivalent there, yeah. That makes sense. It's like oh, there's a whole lot of stuff, yeah. yeah. He's learned it and he but he doesn't actually know what or it's for. The way they've done it is quite smart, but for me, that's what I kind of get from it. It's like you learn a whole lot of things in, in terms of educate, um, institutionalized education, but you don't actually learn why you need to know these things or what, what his mm. purpose is. So now he's talking about Pi and they're looking at how does he know this? But then when he when actually comes down to me, Greek, yeah. he doesn't know much. That's like, like imagine like, imagine you're, you've seen like these ancient scriptures on a wall and it says E equals and you go, oh, MC squared. You go, oh, what does that mean? Mm. I go, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the episode, what did you guys think? The episode was sick. Like, I, feel like woman. I feel sorry for the woman in the, in the, ta- in the, in the tabernacle, basically in there trapped not got much left to give trying to protect mm. the forest so yeah that was you feel kind of bad you think uh, she's a goodie right you kind of get that she's protective you kind of want to put a slight towards she's doing a good thing you don't know what her motives she are to, but she yeah. wants to protect the forest and it's like she's kind of being yeah we don't understand why she's in there yeah and <clears> i hope that they get onto that but remember what i said about the evangelist grace and her being maybe being able to give Sharon or something like that yeah, yeah oh yeah you did say yeah uh, did yeah. say yeah. but she can't give him a lot <laughs> <laughs> Only a second. <laughs> one second. One second. And, second. and every guy is thinking, <laughs> one second is all we need. Yeah, that's the meme. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. What's he going to do with it? Oh, you saw it. Oh, no, you don't watch previews, do you? We'll see. Right at the end, it shows you kind of what he's going to do. Sort of. I didn't think I've seen it. I, didn't think, I don't think I've seen the preview for this one as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
I need to go check it out, yeah. Um, wow. You know, last time I said I, was, I felt sorry for the Infernals because I've been wandering around for 250 years? Yeah. I take that back. I don't care about them anymore because, yeah. because they're stupid. Do you know why? Because if you really just wanted to die, that's what your big, what your big issue was. Let them kill you. Let them put you to rest. They, they, can, do, they can do it. Fire soldiers, they're right there. Just let them put you to rest. But no, mm. you want to you wanna die, but you also want to destroy everything. So clearly, you are knobs, and I don't have any sympathy for you anymore. I hope you're alive for another 500 years, and you suffer. Go away. I just, I was just annoying. It's just annoying me. There's a the solution in front of them, and they're just ignoring it. Yeah, I tell you, you get what you mean. It's just annoying me. Right, I want to talk about Renegade Fred. I've been meaning to watch it for like a good month. Yeah, buddy! And Lynn comes to me, <laughs> I think like, yeah, only yesterday. She's like, oh, I want to watch an anime. And I'm like, let's watch Renegade Girlfriend because I, I was going to watch that. We started together. We watched like the first three episodes or four episodes. And then I finished it. I carried on like this morning. So I was like, let me just watch it. And it's one of those shows where it's just, it's the drama and the twists and the stupid like, scenarios the characters get get themselves into you just like i just want to see what happens next because i know it's just not yeah. going to be no good for them it's just like <laughs> it's trash but it's good trash oh yeah it's terrible but it's good it's yeah it's it's yeah i'm, I'm enjoying it I, I think it's just crazy right how much does uh how much does he piss you off he pisses me off but oh. he does but he reminds me of a typical like 18 19 20 year old like but like virgin boy like he just like yeah. he thinks of his dick like he, yeah. he overthinks everything like even though the solution's right there in front of him like it's really obvious what the scenario is but yeah you go overthinking like creating like scenario in your head that's not really what it is and then he gets the one where he actually gets a cute girl who actually likes him and he's just like oh yeah. I don't know what to do about it I'm like you yeah, he likes like, someone else he likes someone like, else just, uh, he's such I, a I called sometimes her, but he's I, such a wet yeah. flannel oh he is like he you is. just just uh, just act more like an like an adult like, just be a bit more respectful and a bit more switched on. But no, you're just a flop. Mm. Such a flop. And it really annoys me. And now yeah. you can, now I can share that annoyance with you. Because mm. he's just so disappointing. I mean, that's why you watch it. That's why you get so yeah, drawn. Exactly. Like, come like, on, man. Like, come on. Like, like, he's annoying. But I'm kind of glad he's annoying. Because that's the drama of the show. Because, like, if he was, like, I'm sure if he was, like, a normal dude and did what we said, the show be over in, like, three episodes. Yeah, but, yeah before, but, yeah. Yeah, boring, because like, he's just like an idiot and just bumbles everything. It's yeah. just like, it just, I'm just like, what's he going to do next week? Like, how's it going to go? It's the how's cliffhangers. How's he going to mess this it's, up now? It's, yeah. the, it's the cliffhangers as well. They finish it with like scenarios, you're like, Ooh, and then you get blue board next week. You're like, ah, oh, you bastards. I thought the, the, I think the, cliff, together, um, the, <laughs> the, the, the cliffhangers for Brandon Girlfriend are the best cliffhangers I see all week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. genuinely, yeah. genuinely. Yeah, that's why. That's why I've watched them all in like two days. I'm like, yep, next one, ready, let's go. And it's very, it's very quickly becoming my favorite show of the week consistently. Like I just really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, just and, for um, how it is. It's just some, we were speaking fun. about this before, and we both think similar that you, sometimes you just need a little bit of slice of life, mm. just something a bit easy, mm. something normal, just yeah. to watch. And then it's like, oh yeah, this is actually still good. It doesn't have to be fantasy or anything like that. It can just be normal and still really good. Because it's, it's a bit more, it's relatable. You feel his emotions a bit more. Mm -hmm. With Subaru, I feel bad when he dies because that's painful and he still has the memories and all that. But it's fake, isn't it? It's not real. Yeah, but it's also so tense. It's a very tense yeah. anime, like ReZero. And a lot yeah. of anime are tense. But what I like about stuff like uh, Rent a Girlfriend and like stuff I've said before, like Real Life and so on and so mm -hmm. forth, is just they're just... They're just really corny, cheesy, good fun anime at just being anime. That's why I don't mind stuff like mm. Skirt 
um, scenes mm. or whatever, or like him touching a boob and stuff. Because like that's what it is. It's not a serious anime. Is they're just having fun with it. Like it, I can enjoy the, the crappy trash humor of it and just be like, oh my god. But there's oh, nothing ask, else like it. I want to ask you guys a question. I'm going to go to Quibs first. Out of the weekly anime you're watching, that could be our seasonals plus whatever you're watching. No, so my you're what your wish food was as well. Which show are you currently watching? Makes you on a consistent weekly basis makes you feel the most emotions could be any emotions but which one that makes you feel the most emotions consistently any like anger sadness Ooh. grief excitement you know anything but just a lot of it because that in my opinion is the best show for me right now the one that makes me feel the most emotion and for me it's rent a girlfriend i have the strongest emotions when watching that program they're not the deepest emotions but they're the strongest <laughs> emotions and I, I'm currently, I'm enjoying it the most. So what about you, mate? In terms of anime, it's a hard one. Because I'm currently watching Greenleaf as well. And okay. I mean, that has, there was, an, there was a scene in that, well, it's, I, I guess it's a spoiler. It's going to have to be a spoiler. But something that made me a bit emotional. So a young girl, probably 17-ish, um, she developed some cysts on her ovaries. And for that reason, they went in to do some surgery and had to take her ovaries out because of there were there was a whole lot of necrosis and the things like that. Even it seeing everyone's reaction to that and the girls' reaction to that didn't make me shed a tear because that's proper sad. Oh. Imagine being seventeen and being told you you'll no you'll no longer be able to have mm. kids. But oh, wow. anime that's made me feel that way it might be food awards. Mm. Nice. Yeah. But yeah. What about you, Max? Well, yeah, no, what domestic um, red girlfriend is what is what gives me the most emotion. Whether it be frustration or like laughter, whatever it is, that gives me the strongest reaction. That, yeah. I, that's why I'm enjoying that one the most right now. So mine, mine is a slice of life one. Yours is a slice of tomato one. Nathan, <laughs> Nathan, what, um, what yeah. was yours? Mine's Rene girlfriend, and like one of the bits I remember is literally the new. Have you seen a new episode with yeah, Max? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Is when um. She gets him a present. I'm just like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like, you're almost this... welling up for him. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, yes. cry. yeah. Oh, so happy for him. I'm like, oh, no, we get a development. No, we don't get together. I don't know. You kind of like, you kind of like rooting for them, but at the same time, you're like, you know, he's got a lot, to, lot, of, lot of ways to just grow yet before he's worthy. Yeah. He's not worthy of her yet. Definitely not. I can see that. I can see them. Spoilers for Quibs. I can see them not, not getting together this season mm. and then having a second season yeah that, that would be great well, it would be annoying because you're like oh I've watched the whole season they didn't get together but i think the show deserves a second season mm. and that should be that that could be the natural ending of the second season or third or whatever but no, it's really good you know it, what? all of our, our most emotional ones are kind of relatively normal shows with not so much powers yeah. more like regular life at the moment mm. just interesting but they're more relatable um, exactly. I was going to say, we, we completely forgot Ahuna Sora. That was I didn't that. forget it. Dropping it. Didn't forget. You just left it. I didn't forget. Let's do it now. <laughs> uh, there's not much to talk about, is there? <laughs> oh, come on. You can't say oh. that. I go, oh, nothing to talk about. All right, let's, let's give it some props. Right. I finally figured out why the second half of the season has been so much better than the first half. It dawned on me. Yep. It's because it, it's, gone, it's gone away from a typical sports anime. There are less sports anime tropes in the second half than they're on the first half when i'm watching uh when i'm watching haikyuu not in a bad way it's very much a typical sports anime with regards to the the underdog the shorter a shorter player you've got um two teammates who don't get along and then they do get mm. along 
you've got the tournament arcs that go into another tournament you get to know other teams you could make that into any anime change it to football mm. change it to rugby it could it's, yeah, it's got it's the blueprint the yeah. because Haikyuu does it so well we'll just ignore quibs it does it so well <laughs> that you just forget that it's one big trope basically it's just perfectly done now with Hero no Sora initially it was kind of looking that way where there was got into the intermediate the prelims they got to beat this team to get to the, but then halfway through the thing burns down the team gets disbanded the mum dies and then suddenly you don't know where they're going now at a moment, it's not, there's nothing, there's no tournament. There's, mm. there's nothing like that. They don't even have an official team. They're mm. fighting for the, the teachers to respect them. They're all figuring out why they want to play, why they want to keep playing basketball. Um, mm. You're getting more development from other teams and other characters. You find out this boy was taught by um, Sora's mum. It's yeah. not a typical sports anime anymore. For me, it's getting towards more of a regular anime that has sport as a big focus in it. And that, mm. for me, is making it way more enjoyable because I've seen all the stuff they've done before in the mm -hmm. first half, and they haven't done it as well as other ones, which made it yeah. disappointing. But now I'm enjoying it way more because I'm not really thinking of it as a sports anime. I want to see how the characters are um, interacting and developing and what stories yeah. I can pull from that. So that's why I'm enjoying it way more now. Um, and I, I, I do look forward to watching it every week a lot more than I did when it was in the, the 20s, which is a shame because now it's nearly finished. Oh, well put. Yeah, we've nice got like said. four episodes left, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's only two episodes left of um, God of High School as well. It's, it's quite a sad. It's quite We're going to have very empty lives soon. That's yeah. Okay. Well, you, yeah. you say that, and then October Ooh. comes by, and we've got Jujutsu Kaisen, potentially Attack on Titan, unless they delay it because we're not hearing nothing from them, and a few others. But we'll save that for another time. We'll talk about that another time. Do you know, one last thing, though. Do you know what's funny? So you said that it was delayed and a whole load of people came up to you. They yeah. know, oh, where'd you get this news from? It's not delayed. Da, 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 da. I'm shouting because that's how I came across on the socials. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going to be interesting if it actually is and those people have to buy their tongue. Mm. I'm going to come back to it like six weeks later. Aha, do you remember this <laughs> comment section? You can just edit yourself in. You can point yourself and you're like going, I think it's going to be delayed. Hmm. Yeah, I was right. Fuck you guys. They screenshot it and then add the people who were saying it as well. What are you saying now? now? Publicly out everyone who who doubted Nathan's secret information. Yeah, where do you get information from? We need that plug. All right, cool. Let's move on to the main anime topic. So this is anime that stands that we think could stand the test of time. So growing up, we saw a variety of different animes. So for example, you got your Dragon Ball there, Yu-Gi-Oh, Beyblade, um, Digimon, Pokemon, another Mon. <laughs> <laughs> they were all, as in quite a few growing up. And then we also have cartoons as well. So I'm not sure if you two remember Watch My Chops. Some, some oh, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Um, you had Jackie Chan Adventures. You had, um, you had some Marvel ones. You had... Hey Arnold, and like a few other classic cartoons, Recess, for example, mm -hmm. as well. And like now I look at the state of kids TV and I'm thinking, what's going on? What's happening? Like, it's it looks a bit weird. It looks like the, 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 the show titles, the storylines, they just look ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know if that's because we have a high standard or that that's it. Maybe, I think maybe we're just older. I think that's yeah. what it is. Or you reckon we're aging? Yeah, well, I mean, 
I don't see any hair on your head. I don't see much hair on your chin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm young then, isn't it? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, no, um, what was I going to say? And I think we're just getting older, like, because I've watched some of the new kinds. I think I watched, I watched a regular show. I watched all of it with Ling, like, a few years ago. And it's, it's bloody hilarious, man. It's so funny. Okay, well, let's, you... let, me, let me give you some, um, let me give you some anime that were, like, from the late 90s. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you when they came out. I, like, it initially came out in the UK, anyway. Um, and then we can say whether or not we think they would be decent today well first one's an interesting one because it's still prevalent to us let alone kids uh so dragon ball dragon ball z that mm-hmm. came out for the uk that came out on toonami which used to be owned by cartoon network which is now owned by adult swim interestingly enough and that came out like 97 and they the initial block was like 97 to about 0304 and then they've like kept re-releasing it over time that was late 90s early noughties that's right right in the bang where we were like 10 like between eight and eleven, eight depending on how when you were born. I was a bit older. Uh, so you've got that one, late nineties. You've got uh, Pokemon, which was released in ninety nine in the UK. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Yu Gi Oh was released in ninety nine in Japan. I couldn't find the release date in the UK, which is really tricky. And Digimon was released uh, initially in ninety nine in the UK. That ran till oh three, and then obviously gets replayed. So they're all late nineties, early noughties. Um, and their anime, because they're, the they're the ones that I watched, so I, f- I just found the dates for them. Out of those ones, what do you reckon is still, still applicable today in its, in its original form? I'd say Dragon Ball and Pokemon, definitely. Like, you could give Dragon Ball and Pokemon like late 90s, like when it first came out, and give it to a five-year-old to watch or five to ten-year-old, and mm. they'll be hooked regardless. Like, they, don't, they don't care about... like how good the animation is or all, all, all that kind of stuff. They'll, they'll, they'll get hooked just because the story and the characters story. and everything is just mm. really applicable to them. So better, the yeah. story, just a, it's just a better show than like Yu-Gi-Oh! and Digimon and Beyblade. Oh, yeah. and Maybe I'm being like biased because I didn't really, wasn't a fan of Digimon or... I like Beyblade toys, not the show. Mm. And uh, yeah, but those are the two I'd say. I'll say Beyblade. I would add Beyblade and Yu-Gi-Oh! to that, to be honest. Because um, Pokemon did well, and you had the Pokemon cards that came out as well. Yu-Gi-Oh! was a similar thing, Yu-Gi-Oh! cards that are being sold for hundreds, some of them even thousands right now, depending on their rarity. And mm-hmm. then you, yeah, do you think that it's, some, it's more of a thing where it's like, if you're able to catch a group of kids and that they are able to, you could say, spread it, so then they mm-hmm. make the whole thing of having Yu-Gi-Oh! cards um, popular and that kind of stuff you'll be able to catch on easily in this current market. But it's also current, current climate in terms of kids and that. It's also applicable to Beyblade though, because Beyblade is still running now. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's still running, but in another form. And it's similar to, um, what was that anime? Pokemon, I think it's still going now. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pokemon's still going, yeah. Yeah. But they've, re- they've released a whole another bunch of ridiculous Pokemon. That's just my opinion, because I'm attached to the original yeah. 150, but they have to keep it going somewhere. I think, so I think Beyblade came out in 99, but was released in the UK in 01. Don't quote me on that. Yeah. I think yeah, 01. So again, same, it's a very similar time frame for us, around that sort of eight, nine, 10 years old mark. Yeah. So you would, you'd, you would give that to like one of your nieces or nephews and say, look, go and watch that. You'd be happy with that you know, quality of that cartoon and story. Yeah, even what you call it, a four-year-old niece... Last Beyblade. Oh, nice. In comparison mm. to the other ones. So when, was it, when is, it original, is it original Beyblade or is it no, the no, new no. Beyblade? This is the new one. Ah, well, that, see, 
that's, that's kind of hard does one. does that's, it yeah. test the test of time or well, no because that is current you have to give them the old one sneak sneak in but one. when they when they walk out of the room yeah. you need to sneak and like quickly change it to like the 2001 <laughs> version of her what is this hey, shut up just watch it <laughs> <laughs> but i do think the 2001 version was better than this current version mm. i've got now because with big blade they did have like a whole load of seasons that came out over time in the uk yeah and it, in my personal opinion it, it did get better the animation got better, the babies got better, like the information on animation got better as well. But if now if you were to flip it, unless everyone else has anything to say on the anime. On those ones you mentioned, no. No. Mm. I say if you were to flip it and look at the cartoons that came out. Yeah. When we were growing up, when we were all growing up, The Simpsons was quite popular. Oh yeah. It's a staple. Mm-hmm. And it still is popular now. And I think that's one cartoon that it stands the test of time, I think, for a whole load of generations. Mm. And they're still, they're still producing episodes now. As in, I don't mm. know if and when they plan on stopping. But at the same time, they do have a time travel machine. I'm, I'm convinced of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, stuff. yeah. Was that early? Was that early 90s? When that, I don't know when that came out. Actually. Oh, Simpsons came out late 80s. Or is it late 80s? It was 1989, if I remember oh. correctly. Yeah. Old, Let's man. Have a look. Let me have a look. Sure. Late 80s, man. Released. Mm-hmm. Simpsons release date. Oh, Nathan, take a bow, son. Am I right? Nine, 1989. There we go. Yeah. Big brain. 17th of December, yeah. just about 1989. <laughs> yeah. But it still mm-hmm. counts. Some of, my, some of my favorite cartoons growing up that I think stand the test of time if they were to come up now. Um, even if there are some of them are still going. Obviously, we've got Powerpuff Girls, Fairly Odd yeah. Parents, Dex's Live. Yeah, I've got. I've got I would say. Down. <laughs> I would say I would say cow and chicken, but cow and chicken was so weird. I've got cow oh, and chicken on. That would be like, yeah, I'm not sure if that would get uh, praised by the parents. Maybe well, they are the parents. We have we watched it, so maybe it would. Keep keep going. I want to see how many. <laughs> I want to see how many of my list you got ticked off. You've done like three cool. already. Ed, and my, my my say my, say, fa- say my favorite Ed, Ed and Eddie. Yeah, it's on there. Yeah, sick. Love so it, I've got uh, Dexter's Dexter's Lab was uh, it originally came out '96 to 2003, and then it's been re-released twice mm-hmm. since then. Uh, Johnny Bravo, oh yeah, favorite of mine, just because he's hilarious. Ninety-seven to 04, again two re-releases after that. Cow and Chicken, ninety-seven oh, yeah. to ninety-nine, two re-releases. These are all on Cartoon Network, by the way. They've been re-released. Um, Powerpuff Girls, ninety-eight to 05, one re-release. Ed, Ed, Neddy. Remember the theme tune was Ed, Ed, Neddy. It. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, ninety-nine to oh nine. That ran for ten years before it got re-released. That was a longer one. Ed Courage the Cowardly Dog was ninety-nine to oh two. And got re-released 02 to 15 and samurai jack bit of a rogue one Ooh. at the end there 01 to 04 i've got two re-releases now out of those ones you've got to be thinking which one like nathan said which ones are appropriate because i think the main point of this whether it's anime or cartoon probably more cartoon is the issue here because a lot of more people watch western cartoons and therefore they're yep. under scrutiny more than anime is mm. We need to think about which ones are now uh, culturally appropriate and politically correct. Because with the current state mm. of the world as it is, I'm not saying everyone gets easily offended, but you, you have to watch what you do a lot more. We've spoken about that between us before. Yeah. About mm. material that we put out on the podcast, how we want our opinions to come across. And even if we've got good intentions and what we're saying is coming from the heart, it might be taken or misconstrued. So especially for these cartoons, we have to think, what is this going to do to people? I watched a very uh, short video where this young girl was reading Harry Potter, for example. So that's just another medium instead of cartoons, a book. And 
she fell in love with the character of Hermione. Hermione's a bookworm, just loves learning, loves to do well in exams, studies so much. So because she loved the character, she decided to start doing that herself. Hmm. She took hmm. Hermione as her own personal role model and then skipped forward 20 years and she's now graduating from Cambridge University. So she really took that character to heart and she became basically a smart, yeah. hardworking girl because of the role model. Now, mm. we have to think about these cartoons. These cartoons are genuinely affecting kids, right? They're yeah, watching they influence. It. Subconsciously, yeah. they're taking it in. You, ca you can't yeah. show Johnny Bravo now. Oh, yeah, Johnny you Bravo. Can't, you, you can't couldn't. show Johnny Bravo, really, no. when, if, with, with, a, with a clear conscience because he's misogynistic, he objectifies women, he's self-centered, he's, he's a knob. When you're a kid, you're like, ha, 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 he's funny. But he's mm. always just talking about girls and it's all materialistic and that's it. Mm. You can't get away with that now, can you? No, you wouldn't. I agree. So we've got to think, did I stand a test of time? Yes, but no. <laughs> you got Ed and Eddie, you got three boys trying to bloody hustle with kids in the neighborhood every day. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is weird because that, bit, that got re-released 09 to 14. That had yeah. a recent re-release. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's bad. I'm overreacting. No, I but it. it's mm. weird, isn't it? You think, it how, is, yeah. how can I not say this, but this cartoon can say this? Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? It's like how much you get away with. So mm, I don't know how, how many of these are like... I think Dexter's Lab would be fine because that was more to do with like a brother and sister just getting themselves caught up in crazy scenarios in a lab where she just messes things up. That's just like, that's such a normal brother-sister dynamic. So right. I think it was so relatable for kids. But yeah. what's the problem with that? The boy is the smart one and the girl is the ditzy blonde who's a ballerina who doesn't know what's going on and messes everything up. Uh, but, and then, but and then the, you the, got... dad, the dad goes out to work and the mum is a housewife. Ah, you're overthinking it. No, I'm, I know, but what I'm saying is... Yeah. You have the... Where's the line of inappropriate and this is just a cartoon, don't take too much from it? Mm. If, if, if it's in the message of the actual show itself, then yeah, like obviously Johnny Bravo, his whole motivation is, can I pick up women? Yeah. Which is a negative thing, obviously. But Dex's <laughs> lab is more to do with... Dex is already smart. But is he really yep. that smart? Actually, he, is he smart? His cleverness is his downfall at the same time because he's so smart that he can't actually see that the scenarios are about to happen in front of him. It always happens anyway, and he has to kind of figure it out. So that's kind of the show with Dexter's Lab. Yeah. But then who's but, his arch nemesis? Mandark, another Mandark. boy. Mandark. Another boy, not a girl. Ah, that's all right. I'm just, I'm just being the other side of the... I know you at are. The, at the same time, is it so... Is it so nuclear family? Is it so traditional that they're poking fun of it? Are they poking fun of the traditional man go to work, female housewife? Is it supposed to be some sort of, not like satirical cartoon, but is it supposed to be point, pointing a finger at it, making it more obvious on purpose? Mm. Or have they done it accidentally? I think, it, I think it's being offensive. I think it's one of those things where it, it's due to its time of its airing. And when you put out a cartoon, it has to have some sort of um, it relevance. You have to kind of relate to it. And it was yeah. just kind of more of the norm back then was that would happen. So if you're watching it as a kid, you can relate. You go, oh, yeah, my dad goes to work. Oh, my mom stays at home. Like you, mm. you relate to the show a bit mm. more. And if you can get more points for that, you're going to probably watch the show a bit more as opposed to watching a show that. But then again, I say that, but then you've got cow and chicken with parents who so you can't even see the top halves. I mean, I'm not a cow or a chicken, but I enjoy the show. So. That's, that's, why, that's why that one is almost more appropriate because it doesn't make any sense. No, nah, man, cow and chicken was worse. Like, if you want to get into it, right? Cow and chicken had this shiny naked devil with a big butt all the damn time mm. like like that was weird yeah you don't remember cow chicken that guy was i don't think i've ever seen cloud chicken you know so it's I'm really I'm weird have you, seen really cat, weird. have you seen cat dog oh god uh, that's what? also weird it was a, one half was a cat one half was a dog 
There was yeah. like there were two ends. Mm-hmm. They had they had no butt. They had like, yeah, it was weird. It was like two, got... it was like this. There were it was a one half. It was a cat, it was a cat dog. But you, I lived in this weird house. You need to. Yeah. <laughs> this is the weird stuff. This yeah. is wow. Weird. I don't this know when forms. This is what forms our humour growing up as teenagers. <laughs> It makes sense why some people are really on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think samurai, like Samurai Jack could come back because it's about a, a samurai who goes to fight, you know, goes back in, it goes back and forward in time. It's, time tra- it's a time-traveling samurai who goes to fight monsters who are like all bugs and he wants to defeat the evil haiku or whatever he's called. Mm. Um, was it haku or whatever he's... And that's fantasy, so mm. it's fine. But then you could get people to say... Would it be nice if they had samurai, you know, Janine as well? We need both mm-hmm. or two samurai, um, one man, one man. Woman. Listen, we had Powerpuff Girls, right? We had three badass little girls, yeah, Be- beating up Mojo yeah, Jojo every time, beating up Mojo Jojo, yeah, every time he breathes. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. Mojo Jojo just wake up, brush his TV, just they just come crushing through the window. It's, it's it's the way he said his own name. He's like, Mojo Jojo. I loved him, man. He was so good. But that'd oh, be a yeah, good one sick. because it's a strong, strong female characters. So I think that would be one that is good to having today mm. as, a, as a role model to, to little girls that, you know, we can be strong. We can be stronger than boys kind of thing. Mm. There's no limitation. Yeah, Just like yeah. the Hermione thing. Like you, anyone, anyone can work hard. We can have female and male, you know, heroes and heroines, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It can mm. never be understated how much medium can influence the minds of people from the age, not even the age any age really because like mm-hmm. no matter what like if you watch something or you hang around people enough you will pick up their mannerisms so the same could be said for kids growing up when they're watching the same tv show and watching the same characters speak the same lingo all the time act the same way you mm-hmm. are going to pick up certain traits not all of them you're not going to be powerful girls jumping out windows and flying and beating up monkeys but like <laughs> you are going to pick up yeah i wish you are, maybe not the monkey part but you, <laughs> you are going to pick up some mannerisms so yeah it can't be understated enough that you kind of need to be mindful of what the kids are watching. Moving on, apart from the classic anime that we mentioned that we watched as kids, is there any anime that is kind of on the old end, like late nineties? You could maybe push early millennium, but we're going to say late nineties that mm. you've probably watched recently, maybe in the last five years. So you didn't watch it when it came out, and you feel that it was good enough for you to watch during this time that you wouldn't have. It's not as noticeable that it came out that early. Does that make sense? Um, like I can give some you some examples. Yeah, so like my one, you probably you guys won't relate because you haven't seen it. My one's Berserk. So I watch Berserk 1998 is like one of those ones that most anime fans will probably watch because it's just it's it's in a lot of anime conversations. And it's, I watched that for the first time only like two years ago, and I thought it was absolutely amazing. It's like one of my higher rated anime. It came out in 1998. It's, it hasn't even got good mm. animation. It's got the kind of animation where like the screen goes still and it's like a flash of white light and then it cuts to the next scene. It's like really noticeable, mm. but I think the stuff like story and characters kind of make up for how, how good it is. And I always say this, if you're going to watch a Berserk, don't watch the 2016 one, watch the 1998 one. So that's one for me personally. I'm trying to find when, when the, the first series of Ippo came out. Uh, 1999. Uh, yeah. So that would, that'd be something that mm. I know it's an old, the old drawings, but I didn't, the old drawings didn't, did, detract from it yeah, I, I think no. i've mentioned this before i the, the old drawings actually gave it more character for me mm. uh, but would i do i only appreciate that now because i'm older if i was a kid watching that would the drawings annoy me yeah you maybe would. Mm. yeah you'd, you'd still watch it you'd still watch it i think i still watch it because it's fighting I, I, yeah. I used to do judo and that was a fighting thing so i'd probably like the fighting in it 
Mm. Yeah, yeah I, probably, I probably would watch it. Yeah, so Ippo is probably one. I'm trying to think of other old ones. Quibs, you got any older ones that you've watched recently? Well, that come to mind now, but I was going to say, I reckon it would be nice if they were to show Dr. Stone to kids in year seven. Yeah, I agree. Like, studying science and that. As in, because... You'd be that science I, teacher, wouldn't you? Bring it in class, projector yeah. and everything, just like Why weird not, little you know? TV. Yeah. Kids, you're watching Dr. Stone. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> get them to watch it every now and then. But then I think yeah. I'll get tired of watching me watching episodes and that. Um, <laughs> no, you be that. You be watching their reactions going. <laughs> you're watching them watching it. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. yeah. It's because it makes science a bit more interactive. As in, we've got a whole education in terms of what's out there in YouTube and that right now, especially for science, because I reckon that's something I could relate to more most. Mm-hmm. It's leaps and bounds ahead of what it was when I was growing up. Meaning that exciting topics in science and that is a lot more access- accessible to kids. So sometimes that's not enough. Some it's like I always felt like ah, oh, it would be nice to have some of these topics in some sort of like fiction or story or narrative to make the to make learning about a lot more engaging than that. And like even me as a mature scientist, I look, I watch Doctor Stone and I have an appreciation for it. And I think wow, it's giving me a much more rounded view of the sciences. Does that make sense? And I understand more about how one relates to the other. Like when it comes to school, school topics in general, if the teacher's boring, the topic's mm. boring. No mm. matter how much you like the topic, if you have a dead teacher, you're not going to like it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, if you like it, if, um, regardless of the dead teacher, it's because you're probably doing something in your own time to study or whatever, but the yeah. teacher can take away from your passion for me. But then That's true. if you're watching someone like Dr. Stone and the teacher is someone who... At least has a has a bit of a liking for what they're teaching. It makes it a lot more interactive. Interactive, and you actually start to think, oh, okay, cool. I'd actually, yeah, I I dig this kind of thing. So, I've got a suggestion for you, um, and this is very very serious. When you uh when you go and update your uh, Tinder profile, make sure you put Quibs twenty five mature scientist. I think that's really gonna <laughs> that's really gonna get you. Just put Quibs twenty five mature scientist and bass player. That's yeah. you're good. Mature, just, mature scientist recommends Doctor Stone. but you're right though the the level of the level of teaching massively affects your interest and so even if you didn't like it at all if it's a really Mm. good teacher you're like oh maybe i do like it and then you Mm. do well and you're right if you if it's if it's crap teaching but you love it you you are doing it in your own time anyway so it's kind of it balances Mm. out nathan do you have any more older ones that you watched recently like on similar realm to berserk I wouldn't say as recent, but yeah, there's some that if you haven't seen, if you've watched them now, you'd, I'd, I'd imagine you'd thoroughly enjoy them for reasons that are not against it being old. So mm. stuff like Code Geass being one, Cowboy Bebop, um, you could probably throw uh, Black Lagoon, Samurai Champloo, the ones that came out really early in the end. They all got the old style of anime before it kind of came over to this next gen. Oh, I'll jump, on, I'll jump on mm. Samurai uh, Samurai Champloo, if you put it in that yeah. category. Yeah. yeah, those are the ones that come to mind. But especially um, Cowboy Bebop, definitely. Cowboy Bebop came in, uh, I think it was 1999. And that's like one of those ones where a lot of anime fans have seen it. And a lot of new people who've just started anime, if they watch it now, they wouldn't even know. Like they wouldn't think about it being old. So it's one of those things you don't you don't worry about. Uh, what about um, the first part of Bleach? Because yeah. wasn't that like wasn't that pretty old? Yeah, similar like early early noughties, something around there. Yeah, yeah, Bleach as well. Early time. time. So that's yeah. I mean, I watched that mm. two years ago, and mm. it's like fifteen years old or whatever at that time that I watched it. So the, at least the first bit when you told me yeah. to stop watching it that is i didn't feel like the animation was behind at all i got really 
uh, really deep into the, the, the characters and the, and the plot and stuff. And I didn't think, wow, this animation is lacking. So no. that, that one I would put in there as well. But you know what? Last argument before we close off, though. I do think that regular TV is actually dying. And it's now becoming a whole lot mm. more of an on-demand TV. Mm. And I think it's something that, from having a conversation with people who are young growing up now, talk to them about regular TV. They're like, that's not TV. So them yeah. TV is now TV, it's Netflix, it's all these streaming services, it's YouTube. Switch on the TV, important channel five, that's not TV to them. No. And these kids are the future. When you deep that, you actually start to realize, okay, cool. Regular TV, maybe a thing of the past sometime soon. Yeah, mm, I agree. Especially when you like, we're going to get really off topic here, but I'll just touch on it. Especially when you take stuff like YouTube into the equation, like instead of mm-hmm. like having to, be forced to watch what's on TV, you can actually make what you feel like you want to watch and make that for other people to then go ahead and watch. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, for example, like, this is totally off topic, but like, for example, like football, for example, like there's stuff like people would watch football pundits talk about football. There's loads of YouTubers who will do football news and stuff. It's like, no one cares about them anymore. We're going to go to YouTube for that now because these people are more relatable. They're mm. our age. They're doing stuff that we think about. And I'm sure yeah. it's the same can be said for a vast amount of other topics that mm. are on TV, but people are doing it themselves on YouTube. And I think that's what's so good about YouTube. Also, you can subscribe to, you can subscribe to ch- channels mm. in the same way you would have channels on your TV. And mm. now your YouTube is like a personalized TV for you. Exactly. Mm. And it's just only showing you what you want. There's no fluff. Mm-hmm. So, and then you can obviously, you can make it better by getting YouTube premium. And then suddenly you're now paying for YouTube and not TV anymore. Cause you've now reached the age where you no longer, for example, before you had advert breaks because you needed the rate to go and have a quick drink, go to the toilet, wherever, wherever. Mm-hmm. But I know the break is when you press pause and you're going to do everything mm-hmm. you going to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? As in, it's not the same. There's, There's no waiting. And that's There's a good no or bad thing we find out, but like it's all instant gratification right now. If I haven't got any more to say, I've got a couple of things in the news this week. Go for it. Which is yeah. linked to what I asked you guys to do last week, which we've all forgotten to do, which was if you had 10 million pounds, what would you do with it? This is... Remember, I did say at the end of the episode, oh. it's okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. You didn't do the homework. You're both in big trouble. Got to take Wait, so ask question. No, but I'm going to do it on the back of this. It's a new question. It's probably okay. easy to answer. So lottery winner who scooped up 2.7 million jackpot 25 years ago is still stacking shelves at M&S because she wanted to be a good role model for her children. How much money would you have to win to stop doing your current job? You don't have to tell me what you do with it, but what number is making you go, I'm going to stop stacking shelves as this person? Elaine Thompson, 64. I mean, she won the money when she, she, won the money when she was 54. She won 2.7 million and, and it's still... She's, she's at now at retirement age, pretty much, if she wanted to. Mm. But she's still... Because she wants to be a good role model. That's See, an I'd, amazing I'd, story. I'd put the money towards something else that I could probably do to earn more money. So let's say like... Come on. Yeah, I'd like I'd relax and go right. What do I really want to do that now I can actually pay for towards whether that's a certain qualification or whatever means it might be that I can then get another like avenue of money of income. That's what I would do. Now I'd have a good long think about it. What it might be like one of my old passions when I was a kid. I I, I did want to be a football coach, for example, but that cost football licensing badges and stuff. And mm-hmm. then I, I settled with being a personal trainer. That might be something that comes to mind. But that would be a job that I don't expect to earn a lot of money on but it's some income that I can just add on top of this vast amount of wealth that I've got. And I've got something that's a hobby that I enjoy. That's keeping me sane. I'm also earning some mm. change as well on the side 
so I can kind of feel that kind of self gratification that I'm still doing something. Boom, best mm. answer. Don't need your two answers. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Bro. Did you actually? Did you actually? Did you actually answer the question? Yeah, I just said I would put the money. I put the money towards. Um, no, 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 no. The, the, the question, question was, was how much, much money you would you have to win? Oh, well, I made. I made it my own. Like, you okay. just changed it. Best, best answer. That's the best answer you ever heard. You didn't even fucking answer me. <laughs> right, how much money? I would say. Right now, right now, at your current. Never work, work to never work again. Is what well, you're saying? Yeah, to, yeah, to quit your job. You don't go out much. It's okay. Don't need that much money. Exactly. It doesn't make a difference. <laughs> you're asking the wrong person. So not a lot. So Boy. maybe two point seven million. Yeah, but probably like, like if I say no, does it mean I don't get the money? No, don't get the money. no, 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 no. It's like, okay, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm just, I'm worried, man. Quick, Put me in a quick, scenario. I just, I just, I just want to, just want to clarify. There is no money available to you, either of you, <laughs> right now. So the, whatever number you say, you're not getting it. And you still have to work tomorrow. So what, what number, what number? Because obviously 2.7 million was not enough for her. She wanted yeah, to set a role model. It was too, it was too important for her to set a role model. Maybe if she won, oh no, to be fair, if she did that at 2.7 at 54, she probably would have done it at 10 million at 54 years old. She's not, because she's not doing it for the money. That's why she'll never stop until okay. she wants to. Yeah. Never work again. Never work again. How much money would you need? Because if, if you want, let's say you won 500,000 pounds, you could stop working, but it wouldn't last very long. Eventually you're going to no. have to go back to work. And you might, I remember you're going to get this, there's also a built-in factor here is that you would get bored. So how much yeah. money is enough to stop you getting bored for the rest of your life? The way I answer this question is that right now, my job is not my passion. Mm -hmm. If I was doing what my passion was. So if I gave you 50 quid, you'd quit. Played music. <laughs> if I give you your rent money for next month, you'd quit. <laughs> if I was doing my passion. <laughs> if, I was, yeah, if I was doing what I was passionate about, no amount of money you give me would be, would be enough to stop me. To stop working, as in not work again in general, it's not going to be like, Okay, amount of money is going to be an amount per month. Yeah, because you've got to the maths for the map in this king. Yeah, just more Even if you got 2.7 million to, yeah. today, it doesn't, it doesn't guarantee that, for example, tomorrow or like let's say 10 years from now, you're still going to have about 2.7 million. Because a lot of people, when they get money, they don't know how to put the money to things that will bring money back. It's more money in, money out. That's the equation. Yeah, my, okay. I'm, I'm just going to throw out a number. 10 but that's my answer. 10 million. 10 million. Yeah, not nine and a half million. No, nine and a half million. I'm still doing the same thing. No, fair enough. <laughs> it's nothing. Fair enough. <laughs> well, you can change it. You can change your question to how much would you need to quit tomorrow? Not quit forever, but quit tomorrow. Different question because you can always go back to work. But how much would you take to quit tomorrow? You'd obviously take. You'd obviously take less because you don't. It doesn't need to be as secure. But then if I won five hundred thousand, I'd probably I'd keep working. I wouldn't quit tomorrow because I don't think that's lasting that long. I'm going to invest a lot of it, buy a house, blah blah blah. I'm not going to have that much left. Yeah. So I'm going to need to keep working. So 500,000, I'm not quitting tomorrow. I'd take a long break, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take a long break. I'd be like, hey, I'm on holiday for six months. I'm not, going to, or I'm not going to work for a year and then go back to work. Yeah, but that means you quit tomorrow. You quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you did, you did quit on 500,000. Oh, yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 10 mil. Like, yeah, 500,000. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be enough. Yeah, yeah, Interesting. I'm lazy at heart, so, you know. Mm -hmm. I, need, I need any excuse to take a year off. Right, another thing in the news this week, uh, hundreds, if not thousands of people protesting in London about COVID being a hoax. What do we think about these morons? Well, sorry, I shouldn't put my opinions out there first. What do we think about these people who are out there protesting? No masks, no vaccines, well, well, no COVID. Soon, yeah, they'll find out soon enough if it's a hoax, aren't they? Because they're the ones all bundled up together. So, yeah. I mean, all I've, heard, all, all, all I've heard is stories about people going, 
this man thought COVID was a hoax. Now his wife has died of the COVID. I'm just yeah, like, yeah, bad times, man. <laughs> These are my thoughts when it comes to it, though. I actually can sympathize with them and understand where they come from. The reason I say that is when you look at the way the government has treated COVID, mm. if it was not saying that it's not as severe as they say it is, but if it was as severe as they say it is, they should have done a lot more a lot sooner. There's also, you, you, can, you can question some of the current government's decisions to, when it comes to, for example, even lockdown, the lockdown mm. restrictions that they put in place, when they put them in place, when they ease them, and that their responses to many things as well. So, for example, when Italy was a hotbed for corona, but people coming back from Italy did not have to quarantine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there was that time. Also, for example, opening up restaurants, um, shops, etc., etc., before opening up gyms. Whereas we know that one of the main things you need to combat corona is a strong immune system, and working out strengthens the immune system. But going to mm-hmm. a restaurant strengthens the economy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you look at certain things like that, and like a whole lot of other things going on, where certain senior figures within the current government are, are um, we could, we're not complying with their own lockdown rules. Mm-hmm. It makes, to, these, to these people I would think okay if you're doing all these things why should I take it seriously if you're not taking it seriously yeah. that, so then for that reason I understand it but at the same time it, it is killing up a whole lot of people when you take it seriously but yeah. when I look at it like that I'm like okay I, I, I understand yeah, I, I understand if, like, going not, like, not trusting the government and thinking the government are silly and they don't know what they're doing and they're just following what they're being told or they're following other countries that are being successful and like they're behind but there's that but then there's them protesting saying it's a hoax like the covid doesn't exist and they're just doing this for x y and z that that's like for me that's two different things like you can protest against mm. the government but protesting that the virus isn't a thing and that it is like some sort of conspiracy theory like that's st- stupid when there's people dying like they're not dying for other reasons they're dying because there's an actual real virus going on like mm. i think sometimes the people who are on the side of it's a hoax i don't believe it scaremongering we shouldn't do this mm. that or the other it's bullshit when the initial stuff comes out and we're like you know this many people died from covid these this is the death rate this mm. is the sickness rate blah 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 so that's come out in some media news outlet doesn't that actually doesn't matter what outlet okay it's come out in some news and then get some more news where it says ah the covid the actual covid related deaths were wildly over exaggerated everything including the flu and if you ever had covid and then got better and then died was chalked down to COVID, blah, blah, blah. It's actually been way less than that. You get a certain group of people who jump on that second one. They're like, look, look at this. It came out of the news. It was over-exaggerated. This is what I believe. It's like, well, why should I believe that one when I could just believe the first thing? So why is your thing more accurate than my initial thing? So you're, you're telling me I shouldn't believe media outlet number one because you believe media outlet number two. Like yours doesn't have any more or less validity, validity than mine. And yet you are now protesting. But the only difference is if you're wrong, you're in trouble. Mm. Whereas mm. if I'm wrong, I was cautious and nothing happens to me. Yeah. So I don't understand why people are trying to make it the second one. Why are you trying to make it a hoax? Yeah. What do you achieve but, at the end of it? What do you, what do you achieve? Everyone goes, back, everyone goes back to work faster. Everyone starts to not social distance. The economy gets going faster. All good things. However, mm-hmm. if it is a real virus, which I have no reason to believe that it's not, why would the government lie to me? I've never had that. A cough, cough. Yes, they have sometimes, but why about this? Then there's a lot of people going to get sick. Whereas if I'm if I'm wrong, I just stayed at home a bit. Like I don't see 
why you're taking the risk. Why? I don't get it. Like, why are you making it a thing? Why is it a conspiracy? Why can't it just be a virus? But people are acting as if they have to stay in their bedroom for 24 hours a day. But it's not the case. So they're rebelling and going out and doing all kinds of shenanigans and don't give a shit. I don't get it. I just don't understand. Like, just chill, you know, wear a mask. Do you know, it's a thing where <laughs> I'm playing devil's advocate, but it's a thing where I can also get where these people are coming from at the same time as well. Because when you even look at how this country has been one of the most affected by COVID in the sense of the economy, mm. how we've gone into recession that's mm. worse than our neighbours, pretty much. Yeah. It makes you realise how much of this economy was actually fueled by consumerism. Yep. And through that, it makes you realise, okay, cool. When it comes to actually dealing with COVID, what the government's priorities are as well, that makes sense. Mm. So it's more, you could say, to deal with corona, but also try to stimulate the economy at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. a two-pronged approach. Instead of focusing on one, the health health of the people, first and foremost. And then from there, let's get to the economy. Because we can always fix the economy, but we cannot fix dead people. Mm -hmm. If someone dies, they die. You can't bring them back to life. Mm -hmm. But the economy is a thing where it may go down for a number of years, and that has its effect, but I'd rather have a bad economy than a, than a bigger death toll. It might, yeah. me personally, but I can't really speak for the government. Because I'm not in yeah, the government. Yeah. Anyway, I've got, one, I've got one final news article of the week. Are you ready? Listen to this very carefully. Polar bears from Greenland have been seen swimming across the Atlantic and have landed in America, two of which have mated with grizzly bears, producing hybrid bears. Hybrid bears Fair or this. super bears are now able to deal with hot and cold climates and have been seen hunting nearly all animals in their near vicinity. Mic drop. Hold up. Are the hybrid bears fertile though? <laughs> I wish that was true. No, there's no hybrid bears, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> I, wish, oh. I, wish, I wish there was hybrid bears. Oh, boy. I'm telling you, I think now we're going to get t-shirts with hybrid bears printed on them. Half, yeah. half grizzly, half polar. It's a brand. Yeah, we're, we're hybrid bears. I'm telling you. Yeah. Hybrid bears podcast. Guys, our Instagram is where a lot of our content happens. So on Mondays, we release uh, memes that have been made by myself and my co host, the original memes. So get liking those. Uh, Tuesdays, we have Guess Who. So we have a male, female, and a wild card Guess Who. Uh, they're blurred. You've got to guess who they are. And then on Wednesday, we release the answers for those three. So you can vote in, on the posts or in our stories. Thursday, we do a little video teaser for the episode that's coming out that week. Friday, we do scene of the week, or we give you a bit more info on the episode that we've just uh, recorded. Saturday, the big one, all the, all the ripped biggest physiques in the anime world are pitted against each other. We're very deep in the tournament now. So it's every week because we get deeper every week. So we put two against each other. And then Sunday, we reveal who you've chosen as physique of the week. Finals are going to be in a few weeks. Um, we're also on TikTok um, under Wham Weebs as well. And we're on Twitter as well on Wham Weebs. Uh, and Quips, what do, Oh, we're on YouTube oh, as well. Oh, and YouTube as well. At, what, is it Wham Weebs? Wham yeah. Weebs again, yeah, it's Wham Just Wham Weebs. Yeah. Where we post the longer mm. segments of the podcast if you want to watch it, which you are already doing right now, you in the camera. Uh, Quibs, what do you have to do yeah. for the podcast? Mm. Tell us. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you love what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, please share it with your, with other people who you know, dig what we're doing on the podcast. And in addition to that, rate, subscribe, and comment 
wherever you find a podcast. Also, so in addition to rating, subscribe, commenting and sharing, we release a podcast at 6 a.m. Thursday. I was going to see 6 a.m. Thursday morning, but yeah, if you don't know it's 6 a.m. <laughs> Thursday morning, you might need to go back to school. Uh, <laughs> apart from that, that's it from us to Ram Reeves. If you have any topics you wanted to discuss, send us a message in wherever you find us for all at ramreeves at gmail.com and we'll consider it. Yeah, that's it from us to Ram Reeves. Peace out. Peace.